Uh, it's hard to. Oh wait, actually, it's in the video. Oh, that's a, that helmet though. <laughs> right? So like, I, I can't. <laughs> this is, this is a live reaction. <laughs> what is that helmet? <laughs> it looks. Uh, it looks cheap cosplay. Right. Yeah. What oh, yeah. they're doing. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Outback Game House. I'm Thorn7, and yet again, I'm only joined by Reese. Uh, poor Minzy has got uh, other things going on, so. Hopefully he'll be with us uh, next week. Um, so any of you guys miss him, that's why. Uh, but how you go? How you going, Reese? Good man, we're chilling. It's a nice, easy, easy going Sunday. <laughs> uh, this is, we're recording at the time of uh, Super Bowl Sunday, so um, not sure if you're kind of casually watching that in the background or. Not, no, not interested at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really, this year, I just had no buy-in. I've been, I right. watched a lot of football at all this um, Sundays because that's all my driving time. So, yeah, yeah whatever. Right. I, I mean, if if the because I'm a Packers fan, so if they won uh, last week or whatever it was, I'd be watching it uh-huh. <laughs> right now. But unfortunately, <laughs> we got Bradyed, so. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. It is. <laughs> I'm I'm actually more interested in the um, uh, the halftime spots and whatnot and the trailers and stuff, which yeah. we can talk more in detail in the entertainment section because I think there's already been a couple of stuff that's been shown showcased already. Okay. Uh, but uh, as always, we start off with MSF now. This week we had, I guess you could call it two blog posts. The first one, because uh, we had the update, was uh, release notes or patch notes. And then we had the usual uh, Friday afternoon for you guys uh, blog post. Hmm. Um, so have you had a chance to read through both of those posts at all? Yeah. So I, I, mean, I did patch notes live this week, actually. I did that when I'm on stream. And oh, on we your stream. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then we went whaled on my Shadowland. Oh, yeah, Shadowlands? Yeah. <laughs> I can't say whaled. I had all of the gear already. It was just, I spent it all finally. What was it, 7,000 T4s? I still have 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> and I will throw 800 of them at a um, White Tiger day one. <laughs> so you've maxed out Night Nurse, right, in terms of T4s? Yes, um, I did max out Night Nurse, and I think I did Daredevil also. Max T fours, right? But not Electra. No. No. Okay. <laughs> I think that's because I didn't. Well, no, I did. Did I level her? I don't remember. I think I leveled her, and then I left it at that. I was like, I've spent enough on a team yeah. that I hope is good. <laughs> oh, I I seriously hope so as well. I I mean, I uh, I sat on Skilletree and I didn't level them up. Um, and I was going to go, oh, I, was in, I always had it in my head. I was like, you know, Astonishing just around the corner. I'm going to save my T4s for Astonishing. I'm just going to hold off on Skilletry. 
But then every war we were struggling with Doc Ock and I saw a few people post military uh, wins over Doc Ock and I got excited and I was like, all right, all right. I got to build up Skilletry just so I can solve this Doc Ock issue. And honestly, I wish I hadn't. I mean, they they win, but for the amount of investment you put into them, and by that I mean T4, mm-hmm. like T4 investment, it's not a sure thing. Um, like you could, you, you spend less T4s on X-Force and they do a lot better than Skilletry yeah. does the amount of T4s that you put into them. I think X-Force aside, maybe the last, what, two or three teams have all been T4 heavy. That's kind yeah. of the, the way that Scopely's starting to go is T4s are kind of the new normal. Well, we are. I mean, in general, our T4 income has increased. Uh, so I can see that happening, but at the same time, if I'm going to have to put that many T4s into a team, they should be pretty damn good, in my opinion. Like, I, yep. like they shouldn't be outshone <laughs> by another team with, you know, less T4s required. Like, X-Force, if you just put T4s on all the female character passives and a few alts and specials here and there, that's pretty much all you need. Yeah. Uh, Skilletry is very T4 heavy and yeah, and in my personal opinion, perform weaker than X-Force. Um, yeah, I took them all the year 12 that I sat on their T4s. So they really didn't do a whole lot of them. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't push further. I'm, since I'm not getting Jubilee, I'm, I'm sitting on Astonishing. They're all just going to waste space for a little while. Wasn't was it Ghost you were behind so on? So it was Ghost and Stature actually. Stature is about a mile behind Ghost. So how far behind? Um, I think uh, it was like fifteen of one thirty. So uh, so you got about about one hundred and fifteen to go. One thirty so, okay. gets you to four, uh, five, five stars. Five, yeah, five stars. Sorry. So yeah, um, um, according to Vex, that's doable. He gets a hundred shards on double drop days. I don't know how many cores he's spending. All of my cores uh, when I was saved. <laughs> so, I uh, think he. I think he admitted that he uses the hundred shard refresh as well. So he does okay. a fifty shard refreshes, and then he does a hundred mm-hmm. shard refreshes on the double drop days. And he you've got, you've got to do a lot of refreshes because. I'll maybe refresh it twice and luck out with 20 or 30. If I'm lucky, I'll have 30, but yeah. I mean, like, like this is over both days. Like even though the double drop day runs for 24 hours, you technically have two, uh, windows to do it on. Yeah. Um, I never put it in. Terrible. (laughs) All right. So we'll have to do a public service announcement in the, in our Alliance discord, just so you know, to hold your, Yes. Energy <laughs> but the thing is, right now we're so with all of our road uh, rotations we've been having with people, uh, we're we're screwed with keys. So if I wait to do in my keys, I do all my six hundred in the morning. Yeah, I, like I can understand why they put the twenty four hour, um, you know, lockout for 
new uh, alliance members um, in in yeah. terms of key generation because then it's always the few that ruin it for others. So obviously there were alliance hoppers and people exploiting back when they created alliances mm-hmm. and stuff like that where people would alliance hop and generate more keys and stuff like that. So to counteract that, they put, you know, certain lockdowns for new members that included generating keys. Um, so I can get why they did that, but it's just annoying because for genuine alliances, <laughs> if you have like more guys. Than, if you have more than one new person coming in, it really screws up your uh, key generation because they've, that new person needs to wait a full day before they can mm. contribute to your keys. And it's, it's really annoying. I don't know. I think, I think they counteract that they could, if they just raised the amount of keys we can generate by 100, we'd be all right. Yeah. Cause it, it at so the moment, small uh, yeah. that, that, that the whales can't like take super advantage of. Right. Yeah. But would help the rest of us out to stay ahead of having enough keys. And give us buffer when some of us can't can't make it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because at the moment, uh, the cap for each person, which is 600 keys per day, is just enough to start a raid, like one raid. So Mm -hmm. um, if one person doesn't even hit, you know, their last 100 keys, unless you've got keys banked up, you can't start a raid, you know? Yeah, it's pretty much exhausted our resources at this point. Yeah, so an extra hundred per person would be good because it gives a bit of a leeway for any kind of changes and stuff like that. Um, but back back to the uh, blog post. Um, yeah, so I I'm gonna learn my lesson and I'm gonna uh, stay put and see how uh, the Shadowland team plays out. I mean, I want it to be good because I quite like Moon Knight as a character in general from the comics. Um, so I am quite looking forward to him. Uh, he is going to be a um, milestone character. From what we gather, he's going to be similar to like the Emma style milestones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> although, although they haven't said one way or another, some people are also assuming he could be like those blitz style milestones as well um so we'll have to just wait and see until we get more information hopefully with the next blog they might reveal that um so i am i am quietly hoping that this isn't going to be uh skeletary 2.0 and that they (laughs) (laughs) and that they are a half decent team uh on paper they look good but on paper skeletary looked really good as well uh, to be honest yeah i think i think the uh um just looking at the kit for white tiger she's gonna be super quick mm. um yeah, yeah. The whole, she'll make the whole team a lot quicker for off the jump yep. um and that'll be nice um i'm really thinking this is more of an anti uh marauders counter yeah the uh mind control uh, what do they call it? The uh, when forced, when forced to, to attack, when ally. forced to an attack an ally. So you, with the Marauders, you've got two characters on that team that do that with Mystique and Emma Frost. Um, so yeah. it really does sound like a 
counter to Marauders, which, if if true, would be real nice. Um, yeah, because they are a nuisance, one of the big nuisances to face. They're, they're definitely a definitely a war attack team. I would say so. Yeah, um, it definitely looks like a team where the player needs to control. Um, and I, I think the the updates that they did to Daredevil, Night Nurse, and Elektra um, are pretty decent as well, in my opinion. Um, obviously, all very tied to those that specific team, um, but it's good to see Night Nurse <laughs> revived I, in hey, some way. <laughs> I took I took Night Nurse into Doom, Doom One. All right, <laughs> how'd you go? And and for so for the first skill node. Um, my lane mate had hit it first and I almost cleared it on my first go through. Okay. Um, after that, um, I had to back out and then pop back in, but those, um, that cleanse that really short or special now, it's only uses three energy and is a cleanse for up to three people. That's yeah. And, and she gets her ultimate first turn as well. If you ever need that, mm-hmm. but, um, cause that, that so, cleanses, that cleanses herself. But the special yeah. at least isn't tied to Shadowland. Like it, it will cleanse. No. So um, you can use that wherever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's an adjacent uh, thing as well. So if you position her well, you know, you can. Well, it's a primary target and then two adjacent people from the primary target. The cleanse. So I, you, I, you, you... It's, it's uh, most oh, injured so ally. Yeah. Most injured ally and adjacent allies. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, at least she's got some usability there for a special outside of the team. Um, but which is good. I mean, well, I honestly have not touched her since yeah. the art of U6. <laughs> yeah. And then this is, I mean, and I used her without ISO. Um, and she's still gear 13. So there's room for improvement. Uh, but yeah later uh, (laughs) in terms of uh, other stuff in um, the blog uh, so obviously there was a few changes um, and whatnot that they had in the um, the release notes um, some bug fixes and stuff like that Uh, they made some changes to RTA and stuff, which they then, uh, in terms of RTA, they spoke about in the blog post that came Friday afternoon, uh, that Beast will be the featured character for season three, um, which I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm okay with, because astonishing kind of the, the new in team and not many people would have him to seven star. So yeah, I, I, I quite like Beast, like I, I Wrote him off when he initially came because um, it looked like he was just made for challenges and campaigns. But I started mm-hmm. using him outside of that, like for uh, war and stuff like that. And he really helps. Like X-Men take out most teams, but that extra uh, buffs that he gives the team uh, helps kind of secure those wins as well. So... I quite like mm-hmm. him um, in war. Uh, in raids, uh, I think depending, he has a use, especially with Storm. Um, like he, he, 
so people were using him to charge up Storm and then you can unleash her on harder nodes and stuff like that. So if you're still doing that, he was useful for raids as well. But now, obviously, he's got a more uh, useful use in raids. Um, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, I, I quite, um, I'm okay with that. Uh, the only thing with RTA was I was hoping for the season to start. <laughs> and so they did this last time, but I think it was like, what, a three-day gap between seasons? And this time we've got almost a week? Two days, yeah. And then this time it looks like it's, a whole week that we got to wait, um, which is so big that I just want those freaking G15 mats. <laughs> like Beast is, Beast is fine, but I want those G15 mats. Um, okay. Go on. I was going to say, I've got, I'm going to rub close. I've got, I need nine more pressurized tanks to get in. Oh, that's close. That's very close. Or I can level four to get in right now. <laughs> Uh, who who are you? Is that Ghost you're looking yeah, to take in? Okay. Yeah. Um, so someone else asked me um, a similar question: whether they should take Saber Tooth in or take or wait for the remaining mats for Ghost. Mm-hmm. And my feedback to them was just to take Saber Tooth in. Like, if you're going to use Saber Tooth for global nodes, and he's not clashing with ghost in terms of gear you may as mm-hmm. well take him in and get started um because you're going to use him later on once you get to global i presume yeah. uh but at least you can make a start and then once you finally get those remaining nine or whatever um pieces you can then sub him out and use ghost so yeah, um, if if I was you, I'd probably just jump right in. Uh, okay. Because you, you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna hinder your progress in taking Ghost in. This week on stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, this should be fun. Um, in saying that, Ghost, it's a totally different experience with and without Ghost. But mm-hmm. um. Who knows when you'll get those remaining nine pieces. You might be able to knock out a node or two before you get her. So at least you've made some progress. Yeah. Um, uh, now, they mentioned a few other events for this month. So there's this lunar uh, credits, lunar orb <laughs> milestone events, which uh got to spend power cores. Uh, <laughs> we got to wait and see, but... <sighs> That, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> no, because out of everything, power cores is a premium currency, right? Um, you can get them through Arena and a few daily milestones and whatnot. But aside from that... This would be the first exclusively like you need to pay to, to finish it milestone. Well, that's why I want to see how much... <laughs> People need to spend per day. It's an alliance milestone as well, from what I gather. Um, But that's why I want to see how much, like if it's 200 cores per day will get you enough to finish the milestones per person. That's probably reasonable because most people are probably spending around that 200 core per day, right? Like if you refresh campaign nodes three times and whatnot, pretty much close to 200. Um, 
So in that case, it might be okay, but I have a sneaky feeling it's not going to be 200 because then it'll be quite easy. Can't uh, be so sneaky. No, yeah, exactly. It's okay. Uh, if, if, if the event comes out, when White Tiger comes out, I'll just throw cores of White Tiger. We'll be okay. Yeah, so I think someone had asked uh, Zeke's whether it's cores in anything, and uh, the confirmation they got was yes. So it's not like it's specific um, places in the game that you have to spend cores. It's just spend cores. So if it's spend cores to uh, on a particular character's orbs to open shards, that still counts from what I gather. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, I mean, in that case, it's good that it's open in that sense. But <laughs> power cores, I'm not. I'm not too enthused by that. Uh, uh, other than that, Nick Fury is now permanent. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> Star Lord is coming around. I'm hoping he becomes permanent sooner rather than later as well. I think a lot of those. Uh, so Iron Man, Nick Fury, and Star-Lord were the initial three legendaries mm. from memory. So I think at this point in time, all three should be permanent. Um, yeah. So it's just a matter of time before Star-Lord becomes permanent. Uh, obviously, uh, February is uh, Black History Month, so Marvel Strike Force is uh, doing their bit to celebrate that. Um so we've currently got the double drop for Falcon. Um, we've got Killmonger. Uh, we've we had Black Panther, but that was just before. Obviously, uh, we've got Bishop Bishop coming into the game, stuff like that. Um, I think there's a few other characters as well that um, will either have double drops or blitzes um, to celebrate the month, which I think is, uh, I mean. As far as, uh, you, you know, for most players, it's not going to benefit them too much, but at least it's a um, a, a nice nod uh, to the Black History Month celebration for uh, by Scopely. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I, I think there wasn't too much um, in regards to the blogs or even um, Marvel's, Marvel Strike Force for us to uh, discuss this week. That's about it, yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on to other games. Um, I saw Last Airbender, um, they're developing a new tabletop game uh, for The Last Airbender, like an RPG-based um, okay. tabletop game. I uh, hadn't read too much about it, uh, just that um, that one was pretty much in the works, uh, which... Which would be good. I, I'm surprised I haven't. We haven't seen too many uh, games based on the Last Airbender. It's a pretty decent franchise. Uh, pretty fairly popular as well. At least the the animations were. The movie uh, it was a bit hit and miss. Um, it was that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, but you know, it, it's got the it's got the basis like based on the. the comics or the even the animation it's got the basis for a a decent game you know to be based around it so i'm surprised there hasn't been one yet or if there has it probably hasn't done well but um 
I, I always kind of like uh, tabletop games. It's it's nice to move away from the PC or the console and um, get around and play a tabletop game with other people um, physically. So uh, hopefully it's a hopefully it's a decent RPG game. Um, other than that, uh, the only other thing I had to talk about with other games was um, the new Final Fantasy XIV expansion, Endwalker. I uh, haven't played FF14. So I, I played FF14 for like a good while, um, but I stopped after pretty much the end of Heavensward um, expansion. So I hadn't played... Um, what was the one after that? Shadow? No, not Shadow. That's World of Warcraft. Uh, whatever the expansion was after uh, Heavensward, um, I hadn't jumped on that. So I'm probably, I think, uh, th- three expansions behind from memory, um, including this one coming out. But I had a look at the the trailer and it it looked really damn good and I, I think it is even live at the moment um i think a few people have i think people have been starting to play it already uh stormblood sorry so stormblood shadowbringers and then obviously this one which is endwalker um so i'm three expansions behind but i when i saw the when i saw the trailer which i posted to us um yeah, it really made me want to go back. Uh, but I, as you guys know, I'm currently already playing um, Star Wars: The Old Republic. So, and I, I'm, I'm playing uh, slowly, slowly. I don't know. Did you, uh, did you pick up a sub for it? I have, yeah. So I, I've got a three-month sub. Well, actually, I'm a month in, so about two months left um i enjoy it it's just it life isn't the way it was when i used to play mmos like final fantasy 14 obviously yeah um so i don't know unless unless i am happy to put on 100 pounds and um sit there and play mmos Uh, but this, uh, yeah, yeah. So as far as Star Wars: The Old Republic, I, I quite enjoy it, um, and I want want to do it justice, or at least the subscription justice, by playing it more often. Um, and I just can't justify, <laughs> you know, doing two subscriptions when I'm yeah. not even doing one justice at the moment. So uh, I think once I get to kind of end game content for S- Star Wars, I might uh, jump on into final fantasy um but was there anything else that uh piqued your interest for gaming news this week well the only thing i know so for a while um the first big patch is coming up in about two months it hasn't quite hit the ptr yet but it's starting to hit like the download so we should start seeing the the, the ptr stuff there but we can't do anything yet as far as changes and additions and stuff. So it should bring with it a raid. Um, should be able to fly in the new areas. And then they're supposed to be bringing back tier sets. 
to the uh, to the raids. I don't know exactly what those look like. We don't know yet until until we see it, but hopefully soon. And like the PTR probably in a, in a couple of weeks because I think April is when the patch should be coming out. Okay, not long. But other than that, that's all I got. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty quiet um, in terms of gaming news this week. Uh, so we'll jump straight into. Uh, entertainment news um zelda apparently like i i hadn't even realized there was a live action um under works or you know pre-production or whatever it was mm-hmm. at but apparently it's been cancelled so it, it, this was with netflix <laughs> cancelled before it started way to go guys <laughs> the first i'd heard about it was it's been cancelled um but apparently it was because over a leak so Seems a bit fishy, like mm-hmm. yeah, canceling all every nearly every show is isn't really like every show that I've seen uh, or followed of recent times has had a leak one way or another. It's just with technology and the internet and stuff like that. Even with NDAs, it's just so hard to keep things under wrap. Like Marvel's got a pretty tight knit kind of NDA and stuff like that. But even then, there's been leaks, um, leaks and rumors and things that everything everybody will deny, and then oh, yeah, hey, exactly. by the way, right after all. <laughs> so the, for the fact that they're canceling the show over a leak just doesn't seem right. I think there's more going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it would have been nice to have seen a Zelda live action. Hopefully, they, you know, bring that back up. <laughs> Whatever so. it is. I'm a long time fan of the series. So, yeah. Uh, so, we'll to see if they uh, change their minds there. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, they're also bringing out a new animation series for Pacific Rim. Um, I, in terms of the, the movies, I, yeah, I, I'm a bit like that as well. Um, yeah. neither here nor there. Like the, 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 first movie I enjoyed, I thought it was decent. Second movie, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh the, the second movie left a bit to be desired. I mean, I, I quite like, uh, John, I think his name is John Boyer from the Star Wars, um, sequels. John Boyega. Yeah. Boyega, sorry. Um, like, I think he's a decent actor, but I think, I don't know whether it was him or, I think in that case, it was definitely the scripting and directing yeah. and stuff like that. Also, Charlie Day is the villain. <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw that, Charlie Day is the villain, I was like, what? <laughs> and then when I watched the movie, I was like, no, he never should have been yeah, a villain. Just, 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 uh... <laughs> Uh, but uh, I think I think the premise of the I'm not sure if it's based on the I'm not too familiar of the background with Pacific Rim, so I'm not sure if it's like comic based or manga based or what whatnot. Uh, but based on the movies, like I think it has a decent premise um, to be good. So hopefully the animation series will do it justice. Um, now moving on to movies. Uh, and DC in this instance, 
there was a post from John Cena that you shared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was quite well, funny. John Cena's working on the Suicide Squad movie with uh, James Gunn. And there's a hilarious, which I, I haven't seen it become a meme yet, picture of him just looking sad as fuck eating empanadas. And he, he says in that picture there that he was on number 37 of 40. And they, were, they did this all in one take. This was one shot. Um, oh, man. Like, <laughs> he's like, because, because of the crazy mind of James Gunn, I had to sit there and eat 40 empanadas at once. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I've I haven't seen a footage of it. I need to see a footage of it. And why? I agree. What? Why isn't this a meme yet? <laughs> but but another thing though, just to to kind of we'll compare and contrast DC and Marvel a little bit here. Um, I think Marvel did a better job. I want to say departing from the comic books, right? But they've definitely you know catered the costumes and such to more modern times of what people would actually see in real life right whereas dc is going straight this is what they look like in the comic books so this is what they're gonna look like on screen so i'm not sure if i like what peacemaker looks like um i haven't actually seen what he looks like did he was that on the post it in that post i put in there all right let me just quickly have a look because it just looks oh it's very okay I missed it because it was very um, retro, um, yeah. whatever you call that, styling. Uh, it's hard to... Oh, wait, actually, it's in the video. Oh, that's a, that helmet, though. <laughs> right? So, like, I, I can't... <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> a live reaction. Uh, what is that helmet? <laughs> it looks... Uh, it looks cheap cosplay. Right? Yeah. What they're doing on DC, but unless I kind of digitally enhance it, it's a bit looks terrible. Yeah, it looks very cheap and weak. Um, (laughs) Weak. I mean, (laughs) that would be the right word for it. You are not wrong, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I yeah that. That costume's a bit shit. <laughs> I can't believe I hadn't seen that until then. Um, <laughs> that, uh, well. that, that is, I'm going to use that from now on in our in our chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Marvel doing things better, uh, there's uh, was an announcement, or I don't know if it's uh, fully confirmed or not. Uh, but apparently Disney uh, are have got a new Wakanda series in the works. So they're still doing Black Panther 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I think after that, uh, there'll be a Wakanda uh, Disney Plus series as well, um, which would be interesting. Uh, I, think, I think it'd be a decent uh, basis for a TV show as well. Um, Wonder. I'm sure they'll follow the movie. <clears throat> yeah, I did. I'd imagine it would. Um, and you know, I think they could expand on Wakanda and uh, the history and heritage and mm-hmm. and stuff like that better in a TV series than they could 
in a movie, for instance. Um, So I I think it it probably would be worthwhile um, having a TV series uh, based on Wakanda. Um, Now, as we we mentioned, uh, obviously, the Super Bowl um, halftime spots and trailers and whatnot. So we got our first look at a proper Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer, like literally maybe an hour before we started recording, um, as well as a new poster. So I think you had the chance to also sit down and have a look at those. Excited? I'm very excited. Yeah. (laughs) So am I. It looks like just too much fun. It looks... Go on. Then, uh, oh no! I was just going to say, like, it's um, it looks very heavy action based. So, so like, Wonder will Wonder and Wonder Vision will talk about afterwards, um, obviously. Yeah. But you know, Wonder Vision's very, um, it's a different style, which I also appreciate. A lot of like mind fucking in Wonder Vision. <laughs> this is just going to go pure action based on the trailer, which. Uh, which looks pretty good, to be honest. Um, yeah. Now, in the in the poster, I'm not sure if you had a chance to look, but so obviously, I think the so they showcase uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Um, uh, what's it? Zemo and um, Agent. What's his name? Uh, um, uh, War Machine. No, no, not War Machine. Um, no, the guy in the star. Um, the name escapes me. It's <laughs> Captain America. No, it's not. <laughs> I know he's not. I know he's not. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get a closer look at it. It's uh, it's so it's John Walker. Um, but I'm trying to remember what his um. Why am I having a mental blank at the moment? Um, U.S. agent. There we go. I had agent in the tip of my tongue. I just couldn't say U.S. Um, which, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> so they've got they've got those four, which we already knew. Um, now down the bottom, I'm kind of interested. Um, Sharon Carter, we knew, uh, was potentially coming, so that confirms it. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I'm not sure if you're looking at the poster, but down the bottom, there's like a female with, uh, you know, red hair with a cap Mm -hmm. on, um, you know, face is kind of blurred and a bit dark, so we can't really tell who it is. So I'm a bit bit intrigued, Um, kind of curious who that, uh, person maybe. So, um, now that we know Zemo is, is at work and we see him properly masked up now. Yeah, that's uh, good. In the trailer, you actually see the girl putting that mask on and during one of the little quick action scenes. Yep. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough, right? I never do. Um, is this, are these little minions of Zemo or, or what, you know? 
So in the in the background behind her, there's a whole bunch of people. They to me seem like um, if it's hide like you know Hydra characters. Um, because you know Zemo's uh, <laughs> in the comics heavily tied to Hydra, so if it it could be you know Hydra minions in the background there for those characters or those people in that poster. But she seems a bit more detailed. Um, so I think she's, I have a feeling she's a bit more than a minion. Um, I'm wondering right. I'm wondering whether uh, Yelena could be showing up and whether that's Yelena. Because uh, I think Marvel have come out and um, pretty much said that she will be taking over the Black Widow uh, name in future kind of shows and movies and whatnot. So she'll yeah. be kind of carrying on the brand. So um, it could potentially be her. Be her. Like we, I, we do know that she's going to be appearing in the Hawkeye TV series, but maybe she's potentially coming as soon as um, this Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. Uh, but this Falcon and the Winter Soldier is aired before the Black Widow movie, which which is the only thing that makes me think it might not be her. I would I'd imagine the first time they introduce her would be for the Black Widow movie and not for this show. Um, that's the only thing that would kind of cross her off my list. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they're going to keep that one uh, close to themselves. Uh, we won't reveal much with that <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see um who that ends up being uh but moving on uh obviously obviously next natural progression is uh one division episode five um so as always guys we'll uh briefly chat about uh the non-spoilers um before we then uh we'll discuss spoilers so before we discuss spoilers we'll give you guys ample opportunity to uh log off um we won't be really discussing anything beyond that um so in terms of episode five non-spoilers your thoughts <laughs> all right good talk let's do attack spoilers next <laughs> that's the same I think, every I, think, week. I think this is the good, good bridge um between last week's episode and going forward, mm. um, it didn't, I think, kind of do what I thought it was going to do, or it was just going to go straight back um, to like the, the style of the first three shows or episodes, right? Um, where that was just kind of all you saw. And then we had our little break, and then now we're back in it. Yep. Um, but other than that, I'm left with more questions than answers. <laughs> so much right. I think we always are at. That's every um, episode, which is good. <laughs> I like, which is great. Uh, I mean, this uh, is definitely like we said earlier, not Falcon the Winter Soldier, which is going to be all action and stuff. This is very much these these slow burn. You have to stop and think about it. Yeah, but, I mean, which it, it can't all be action, and I'm glad they're doing like this kind of series as well. Um, but, um, but so, your thoughts before we move on. So pretty much the same. I mean, I, I, 
I like the fact that they answer some uh, questions, lingering questions and what ifs. Well, I think they have. I, mm-hmm. We'll talk about it in spoilers. I, I'm still a bit iffy there. But I like the fact that they at least try or kind of half answer some of those questions that people have lingering. And then they just throw a curveball with, and then they open up 10 other questions instead. (laughs) And you're just like, what is going on? Um, But yeah, that, that episode. uh, So as you said, the first three episodes um, followed a particular kind of format and style and stuff like that. Fourth episode kind of threw that out the window. Um, And this one's kind of, it's got the best of both worlds, so to speak, um, so far. So it'd be interesting to see um, how, you know, episode six and they're on um, progress from that, uh, whether they are going to maintain the sitcom styling or whether that's just going to abruptly end or whether they're going to do a blend as this current ep- the episode just aired. Um, had been uh, yeah but I think I think uh, that's pretty much all we can say without going into spoilers um, so for those of you guys uh, that don't want to hear any spoilers for episode 5 uh, we appreciate you guys uh, for stopping by as always uh, we will catch you guys next week now for those that have they're still here uh, wanting to hear about the spoilers and stuff like that. Um, uh, I want to start with the end, but I think we'll leave the, the end bit. Leave the end at the end. Now, so with that episode, uh, we got to see a lot more as well of uh, what's happening outside. Um, yeah. So obviously they started... Um, because end of episode four, we saw Monica being launched out of the the hex, as they're calling it now. Um, oh, yeah. And we got to see, you know, a few of the um, bits and pieces outside. And um, now what I found interesting was where she shot her outfit that she came out like in the 70s style outfit. And it was bulletproof. Uh, which when they did the lab uh, tests on it, it was pretty much, um, you know, Kevlar. So it was the same material, same composition material as the, you know, the sword outfit that she went into the hex. It just changed in terms of appearance, but it it kept that appearance outside of the hex. So uh, what she's saying is, She's altering reality, but it's it's kind of fixed now. So whatever she's altering is becoming fixed, yeah. um, which is interesting because a lot of the questions are around whether Quicksilver, the twins, are they real, real, or are they just part of that reality? Well, let's let's talk about the twins first. Okay, because uh, the episode started off with the twins falling. Right. Mm, yep. And she goes, "I'm a cheat." Oh, y'all ain't <laughs> y'all ain't shutting up. Oh no, magic had no effect on him, right? Yeah. Uh, so, 
kind of going with very much real. Mm. Um, but then as we watch the twins, you know, 30 seconds later, now five years older, um, of their own power, more or less, um, like what exactly what is the, the powers of these kids, right? The ability of the kids. Hmm. Is also only be around a living, if they are a living, breathing creature, right? And they have existed for a day to have the mental acuity to go, I want to be older now. And they're older. Yep. Yeah, so they, they seem to have their own kind of um, control, their own conscious. Um, as you said, they whenever they wanted to, they kind of aged up. <laughs> um, so I think it, there's a lot, there was so many questions, uh, so many things in that episode. So uh, while we're talking about that initial scene with the babies, while there were babies, so obviously uh, the neighbor came in um and she was going to uh, take over in terms of care for, of the babies. And then obviously Vision kind of panicked and stepped in and said, no, 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 maybe it's not for the best. Then there was that brief awkward moment uh, yeah. where she was like, should we do a do-over? <laughs> yeah, nobody uh, got that. Uh, Vision questioned the whole thing. Like, what is going on? Like, what, yeah. What's happening? One is yeah. like, oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that, that made us believe that obviously Wanda's, cause she was looking at Wanda, like, shall we do a do over, like expecting Wanda to snap her fingers or whatever she does and rewind, um, scene. Uh, so we're, we're, we're left to believe that Wanda's, you know, in control. Um, she's manipulating this narrative so to speak um so that was like the initial impression there um obviously then then the kids grew up all of a sudden um then they grew up again um now so talking about stuff that's going on inside the hex so we'll talk about inside the hex and outside the hex um so that was all happening inside the hex now vision he went back to work as well at one point. Um, yeah. And there was that email that came through that Darcy was able to slip through somehow. Um, now he, so some, somehow he was able to snap Norm out of uh, whatever was, you know, how, whatever mind control he was under. So he zapped the computer and then he was able to zap norm um but then also put him back under mind control as well (laughs) so uh like comically speaking i don't think he ever had that kind of ability um so that was a bit interesting but it was interesting to now norm i i watched it a few times now norm didn't specifically say wanda i was kind of checking whether he specifically mentioned wanda at all but uh, when he was talking, he said, she's controlling me. Yeah, she's, she's in my head. 
Um, so we're left to believe it is Wanda, but I'm still skeptical. I I have a feeling it might like I think Wanda is doing stuff, uh, but I think she's being influenced. Um, I think but, it's that neighbor. No, I think so as well because the neighbor seems to be a bit like Vision, where she's not under full control as well. Um, yeah. And we spoke about last week where they had pictures of uh, the neighbors or the community on, like um, Sword had pictures of the community um, on their wall and they all assigned them real name kind of counterparts or whatever their real names are in the real world. But hers had nothing. So there's a bit of a mystery surrounding the neighbor. Um, I have a feeling she's got a lot more at play than we expect kind of thing or we know. Um, and yeah, I, I am of the feeling that she is potentially controlling Wanda um, or at least like influencing Wanda and kind of pushing her to do things that she shouldn't be doing, like controlling a whole community. So um, yeah. Like the neighbor may not have the power to do all this, create a hex, put the whole community under spell, but she knows Wanda does. So if she can at least influence Wanda to do the kind of dirty work um, is is the angle I'm going with. Um, uh, now, for what else happened in the hex, uh, obviously the, the puppy died, which is a bit sad. And then the kids uh, wanted to, again, grow up. And Wanda had that whole talk about some things you just have to let go with. And it was interesting that at that point, Vision rocked up as well. Yeah. Um, and, and the kids kids mentioned that she can bring people back from death as well. Yeah. Uh, so that was also interesting. Um, so I, I wonder whether she has actually brought Vision back from the dead because um, she obviously rampaged the sword facility and stole his dead body um, yes. as we saw the good footage of in this episode yeah yeah that was good um, and then obviously the, the, it had that end scene where both her and Vision go head to head well not head to head but like they have a heated I argument disagreement <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she mentioned something along the lines of she's not doing this or so, uh, I did watch it a few times, but I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something I'm paraphrasing here, but she said something along the lines of she's not in control or she's not doing this or something like that. Mm. Um, Cause he challenged her and said, you know, you're, there's no children. Yeah. yeah there's, there's no other children here. There's, you know, norms under control by you he's under pain and stuff like that and she was suggesting that she's not controlling people to go to the dentist and stuff like that so she's not fully in charge here um yeah. is, is the message i got out of that so um yeah uh, i think next week's episode from the trailers that we'd seen before the show aired will be the the kind of halloween um dress up theme that we kind of got a brief glimpse in uh, from the trailers. I think that's going to be the the next episode. Um, 
Now, moving away from what happened within the the, the hex, so going back outside, um, there's a few things there that uh, kind of intrigued me as well. There was there was uh, obviously um, Monica's outfit, but the other one was when they mentioned Captain Marvel. She got a bit short. She, she had a dirty look on her face, didn't dirty. she? And she's she pretty much said we don't we don't talk about her or something yeah. like that. Like that that was interesting. Like I I expected her eyes to kind of light up and go on. Oh, Carol, yeah, because yeah, you know, she looked up to Carol when she was a kid. Um, obviously, Carol went off world, but then she came back, and there were you know uh, she. You got to remember though, she came back um, oh. while she was gone. So the. the uh, so the could, second time she came back, she was snapped, obviously. So yeah. so it, based on the Captain Marvel movie, um, she was around uh, while the kid was young. Then she had the accident. Then Kree took her off world and she was gone for, I can't remember how many years. Then she came back um, and obviously helped take down... Um, uh, Yon Rog and uh, you know the other Cree that are kind of uh, there and working with the scroll and stuff like that. So she was there, and then at the end of that Captain Marvel movie, um, she told Fury that you know he's kind of got Earth under control, um, but here's a pager if you ever need me because I think there are other worlds that needs my attention more so than Earth mm-hmm. at the moment. So she went off. Obviously, he hasn't hasn't paged her at all until end of Infinity War when he was halfway being dusted himself. Um, so that's when she's returned. So she's returned after everyone's been dusted, and that included Monica. Now, there was a window there where Monica's dusted, her mum's recovered from cancer and gone on to start S.W.O.R.D., because I said the mum helped establish mom, sword. Um, now, from Endgame, we know Black Widow, Captain Marvel, you know, Okoye, they all had that kind of group um, to look after Earth and other worlds and stuff like that, you know, where they had that hologram um, Skype meeting, <laughs> so to speak. Um, so... Captain Marvel's been around, Sword's been established. So there, there would have been some sort of connection between the mother and Captain Marvel during that blipped phase, right? And then three years in, the mum's mom's cancer's come back aggressively and she passed away. And then Ooh. two years after that, um, the blip got reversed. So... Uh, I wonder what's going to happen in Captain Marvel too, because I think there's a lot, there's a there's a bit there um, to suggest that there's a bit of um, there's something that we're missing in that phase between the mother and Captain Marvel, and maybe other things yeah. as well. Um, also, the other interesting thing was when they did her labs, so they tested her bloods and did scans. Did you did you get a glimpse there where the labs? Um, results came back um, like they were obscured. They it yeah. didn't get proper lab, so lab results. So I wonder if she's already got that photon. Um, if somehow that got 
like she's already been altered. So if she goes back in, that won't really mess with her again. Yeah, or you know, because in the comics she becomes Photon, she becomes Captain Marvel. Um, she takes on that, um, so she gets powers of her own, and it's um, very kind of energy um, specific powers and stuff like that. Um, hence, Photon is one of her names. Uh, so I wonder if somehow getting blasted through the hex, she's absorbed some of that, and she's got like she's already kind of got powers or the basis of her powers are already there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just hasn't matured and come to surface yet. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether she kind of gets her power set during this show or whether that'll come later for Captain Marvel movie. Right. Um, that, that's another interesting thing, thing I um, saw during this episode. Uh, now, the only other thing is... Uh, I think outside where they send sent in the drone with the missile and um, Wanda came out uh, and when she came out, she was in her Avengers outfit or I think it was the Avengers outfit. Um, mm-hmm. And that scene where she grabbed, where she mind controlled all the gunmen, she only mind controlled the gunmen, not anyone else um, yeah. and pointed it at the, the main guy, yeah. the director guy. Yeah. That, that scene, like as soon as I saw that, went straight back to Ian McKellen, Magneto from X Men Two or yes. X Two was it? Yes. Yeah, I straight away it was like it. My mind straight straight away went to that. <laughs> um, but you know, so she she is somewhat in control like there are certain things obviously that she's doing herself um but i still feel there's something extra to that something an extra force happening outside of that now now i think there's not much else but the final scene to discuss um (laughs) the final scene when uh she opens the door and I see the hair. I think MCU Quicksilver, because that was definitely his hairstyle compared to um, X-Men Quicksilver or Fox's Quicksilver. Um, but then when they panned across, it was revealed to be Fox's Quicksilver, which yeah, threw a big curveball. Um, I, I, is this opening the door to... The uh, Fox's X Men cast to um, slowly appear into the MCU, or so it's it's one of those things we know is coming. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know the original agreement between Fox and Disney before the merger, right, or before the acquisition, I should say, um, that they had with Quicksilver and, and Witch. So Fox allowed uh, Disney to use Quicksilver and Witch for Age of Ultron, but said. You cannot mention them as mutants, and you cannot yep. mention that they are uh, related to Magneto. Yeah, and that's, that they came up with the storyline with the Infinity Stone and such, and experiments. Um, yep, yeah, and experiments, and and even the names. So you got Peter and you got Pietro, right? Mm-hmm. So we got Peter is the one that showed up in the episode, mm. as opposed to Pietro is the one that's that died during Age of Ultron. Yeah, um, and we already know that Peter knows Magneto is his daddy. Um, so I don't know how, like exactly how far this is going. A, 
we brought in the multiverse real quick. <laughs> I mean, we, we knew mutants were coming. Are they here now? Yeah. And then, and, and again, what happens with the twins? <laughs> How much did they pull, you know, from, from <laughs> their inspiration source, it looks like. <laughs> so with, um, with, uh, yeah, so the the thing I noticed was, so this episode was obviously set in the 80s with the family ties, uh, full house kind of theme going on. Um, and I'm fairly sure the X-Men, um, or the, the younger cast of the X-Men that Fox had was also set in the 80s. Um, so obviously with Evan Peters and, um, all the other guys, the younger kind of rebooted cast that was, that wasn't set in the same timeline as obviously Halle Berry's storm and, um, all the, the older generation of the X-Men. And I'm fairly sure that was also set in the eighties. I wonder if that's kind of got a tie in there because of the same timeline, so to speak, but then what's happening in the hex is a different timeline with the eighties and stuff like that. But the real world is still the real world. So it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit, yeah. Um, but she was also surprised. The other thing was she was also surprised when she opened the door, she was surprised. I don't know whether she was surprised to see uh, Pietro or Peter, um, or whether she was surprised to see that, version of her brother so she recognized him she did but then right there was a bit of confusion yeah. and a bit of surprise absolutely surprise yeah um which like i said did all of this reality bending um mess with uh what do you call it mess with the multiverse did, did have we reached that far into it already hmm. uh because we're we're in Jersey, right? Where physically is the fucking X Men facility at? You know, uh, it's it's in so not Jersey. It's in New York, um, West Westminster. Is that the name of it? X Men sure. Oh, you're, you're testing my knowledge. Um, X Men. <laughs> That's what you're here for. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like West. Oh, West Westchester. I was close. Westminster, Westchester. Okay. Um, but uh, as far as like my American geographics, I don't know where that is, <laughs> or whether that's a made-up place. I mean, it sounds real, but uh, you said it's in New York. So I mean, the states are next to each other. Oh yeah, Westchester County, New York. Um, so I'm just gonna. I have no idea where this is. So, <laughs> so apparently it's like across the bay from Long Island as Westchester County. Yeah. Um, so where's, so New Jersey's more south, right? So New Jersey's just outside. New Jersey Philly. is just across the bay from the island. They're all right next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a little corner right there. So depending on where... Westview is. Um, mm -hmm. He wouldn't be that far from the area to get plugged mm -hmm. out of the multiverse type thing. Is kind of where I'm getting at. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
That's just a thought. Just stretch. <laughs> uh, it's just it's it's a mind fuck, like I said. Uh, so we'll just have to keep watching and see how this thing develops. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm excited to see how this goes. I, like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like I said, is, looks like it's going to be all action, which is also good. Um, uh, but the way they're doing this, I think that that it's written really well. Um, I haven't found a fault in it yet. Like people have been faulting it in terms of the sitcom style and the duration, but uh, it, it is what it is, and that's ha- it had to be like that. Uh, yeah. for the storytelling so i brilliantly like so far it's been brilliantly done in terms of storytelling um and the acting like uh elizabeth olsen's acting is immense like she pretty much seems like she's been plucked from each generation um of tv and um <clears throat> and vision like his I'm fairly sure he's doing like a Van Dyke impersonation almost. I think that's the actor's name, right? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That even like he's, he's been a great actor for a while. Um, Paul Bettany's, but uh, Elizabeth Olsen's, you know, not as established as him in terms of years, but yeah, she's really shown her range in this show. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Anyway, uh, that ended up being a bigger episode than I anticipated. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, I was talking about one was longer than the episode of Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, anyway, uh, if you guys are watching the Super Bowl and if you're um, watching it either as a neutral or as a fan of one of the uh, teams, um, hope you have a good uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Well, it's Monday over here. Um, and otherwise, we will catch you guys next week and hopefully with Minzy this time. Um, so until next time, 